Oh, good morning, everyone. It's mm, nice to see you again. Thank you for coming. Mm. Okay. Um, this is, uh, I just came back from, uh, from uh, a month along in Korea. And uh, this is uh, my weekend here with you. And then uh, I'll be going to Europe uh, next week or so. We'll be in Europe in about two weeks. Okay, we'll be back again after two weeks. Uh, all right, so um, I hope, I'm glad to see that you've been working hard. I mean, continuing to practice, and that's very good. Uh, you, um, and uh, if you have a chance to come to the temple and participate in our uh, Chan classes, that's the best for you because um, when you cultivate, when you meditate, you want to meditate, you want to sit with people who are higher levels than you mm -hmm. because it helps. When you sit with higher level than people, higher level than you, you mm, will help you improve a lot quicker, but immediately uh, it would help you charge up faster. If you sit to someone who's higher level of samadhi than you, it's like sitting next to a supercharger, like using a supercharger, you will. The, um, so that's why it's very advantageous for you to come to the temple, because at the temple, we have many people who are very high level, much higher level than the typical uh, meditation instructor monks or regular people. So that's why when you come to the temple, you meditate here uh, or at our temples or the next best option is online classes. You'll be getting a lot more out of your sits than otherwise. Okay? Mm. So, so keep that in mind uh, because every time you meditate, you, your health improves. That's automatic. Okay? Uh, and uh, among other things, uh, it's good for everyone. Even, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see that people bring, bring uh, young children. Uh, we let them roam around, let them play, and let them make noises, be themselves. It's perfectly okay. Uh, and yeah, they, they are uh, amongst us, and that's why uh, it's best you even, we let them play in the Buddha hall, Chan hall, and let them make noises, and we learn to meditate within that environment as part of our practice. It's even better uh, than letting them play outside in the, in the playground, okay? Uh, in the future, um, Eventually, we'll clean up our playground on here, this side here. And if, uh, if some people, some children are just uh, too, too uh, excited, we let them out, you know, go out there and play. Uh, but uh, children here, our policy is to allow children uh, to come here and play and run around here. Okay, and hopefully they shouldn't be too noisy. Okay, they wouldn't bother me if they're very noisy themselves. All right, so it's very good for them. Very good. Uh, uh, so meditation, this environment is very good for all ages. All right, and eventually, and you can test their level of blessings. 
uh, check them out and see if they can cross their legs. If they can cross their legs in half lotus, they have blessings. <clears throat> Excuse me. If they can cross their legs in full lotus, they have a lot of blessings. That's a rule of thumb. Okay? So, uh, so everyone is welcome to join us. Okay? I'm glad you're all here. Uh, that's what we're here for. I'm also very pleased that I have more and more very competent uh, disciples who are a very good, uh, a strong foundation, very high level Kung Fu, or high level Samadhis, and therefore uh, they can guide you and show you the proper fundamentals in Chan meditation. Okay? Uh, we've been training uh, these people, our people, for quite a while. And not just a matter of time, but uh, they've been improving a lot. So they know they have the proper fundamentals. They have a proper techniques. And they can do hand-holding for you. Chan meditation is a personal thing. It's, uh, it's not simply meditation training for us. and not simply sitting there. It's about a part of it is sitting and the part of part of instructions. Okay, sitting is you need to have an ideal environment for sitting, like uh, our temples, our way places, our online classes, okay, and so forth. Uh, that's the time you need to, to do, to spend, to develop your own skills, okay? And the other part uh, is equally important that we will not find in the, the typical uh, meditation centers is instructions. We uh, teach you, give you the proper fundamentals. And again, and one thing that we started two years ago hmm, is that we started putting more emphasis on the uh, certain teaching. Okay, so you look at my, my Chan instruction for the last 15, 16 years. Uh, uh, up until two years ago, I went, I chose the traditional Weiyang style from my Chinese master, Master Xinhua. Okay, very sound fundamentals. And two years ago, I started switching to more advanced levels. Advanced levels means that it can accommodate not just high level, but also low level as well. Certain teachings for every single level. Okay. And so we developed, we started to reveal our American style of Chan, Weiyang Chan. So that's, that's, uh, that's, why, uh, that's why it's, it's uh, very beneficial for you to listen, not simply sitting alone is not enough. You have to listen to the instructional talks. Okay, why is that? Uh, Number one, sitting helps you calm your mind down, okay, and recharge your batteries, if you will. We all need to do that every single day. Think about it, okay? Uh, so it's critical for you to learn how to take care of yourself every single day. It's just as important, as Master Shenhua, my Chinese teacher, put it, just as important as you are having to eat, having to rest, having to sleep, okay? Chan is just as important, trust me. Okay? If you, one day, when your level is high enough, then you know what we mean. 
is that important. You have to trust us, okay? Uh, and, um, and the other part is, uh, so the sitting helps maintain your physical and your intellectual strength, believe, me, believe it or not. Okay, it clears your head. You think better, you think faster. Through meditation, you're more creative. You have more stamina and so forth. The benefits are incredible. Uh, so, so you're not doing, you're missing out on, on failing to maintain yourself. Very much like when you drive your cars, you need to change your oil. You need to have maintenance, okay? Uh, and you ignore it. Your car will not be able to last very long. Same thing with human bodies. We take our bodies for granted, which is erroneous. It's so wrong. Okay? If the car needs maintenance, so does the body. How often you drive your car compared to how often you use your body. You use your body 24 hours a day and you're neglecting maintenance of your body. Think about it. You use your mind like 24 hours a day too. What are you doing for maintaining your mind, your mental health? You know, you go out there and you meet with people, chances are that I'm going out of limb to tell you that maybe almost half of the people you meet have depression. Is that contagious out there? And when you're near people who have depression, you receive depression influence. It affects your mental health, makes you more prone to getting depressed. And uh, meditation is really the only way to deal with that, those mental issues. There's nothing else out there. It doesn't matter what the therapist says. Even the therapists now, the professional, the better ones, are turning to what they call mindfulness meditation. They set up centers to train the therapists, the professionals, how to do it. And it's gaining popularity because it works for many of the patients. So it's only problem is that they don't, are not that good. Their training techniques are not that good. And their teaching techniques are not that good either. And that's why it very, has very limited effects. But still, it's catching on. Uh, the many therapists who have to deal uh, with uh, the mental patients, they found, they're finding that meditation helps with the patients tremendously. Okay? Anyway, so don't miss out. And, uh, and the instructions. The instructions are also important. Uh, the instructions are the insights or the insider tips, if you will. You invest in the stock market, 
what's the best way to make money? Have insider information. Hmm? Yes or no? <laughs> Surefire way to make money is to have inside information. Okay? Same thing. Instructions you will are like insider information. The sages who have high level of Chan skills, they're telling us, yeah, what are they talking about? The one instruction you want to pay attention to are the tips of what not to do. Very few teachers know that. The very few teachers know the secret. The secret of Chan meditation actually is just a couple of things. Number one, neat environment, the proper environment for you to sit. Okay? Uh, and because one of the things that you folks don't realize is that Every time you meditate, you run into a lot of obstructions. Your karmic obstructions will come and distract you in so many ways and dissuade you, for example, from coming to the, going to the temple. That's a karmic obstruction. Okay? And if, uh, if you find yourself having difficulties coming to our temples, and that's a proof right there. You have karmic obstructions. It's not... Uh, uncommon for us, for most of you, for most of our students to come once and they don't have a chance to come back again. Hmm? Especially those who have depression, they run away. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so the first one, the first requirement again is that you need the, the protection in order to meditate. A lot more than you realize. Okay, and number two, uh, you need the proper instruction. Those instructions are the insights. What is that? You pay attention to the instructional talk. It actually reveals uh, uh, here and there uh, what you're doing wrong that's preventing you from making progress. Okay? Yeah. Uh, those are the two aspects. Uh, so anyway, so that's why uh, we've always, I always spend a lot of time talking to you and uh, together with you learn from the Chinese Chan masters so who excel at this game and this, uh, this skill, you know, this world called the Chan world, okay? In particular, uh, today on Saturday mornings here in the U.S., we study... Uh, the Chan Master here today, we are learning about the Song Enlightenment, a very famous uh, product of Master Yung Chia, who is a seventh crown bodhisattva. So he's, uh, oh, guess what? We have some visitors today, Heinz and Ruth. Hey, good to see you. Thank you for coming. Hey, everyone, say hello to them. Yeah? Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, you sit any way you like. And, and, uh, and so Master Yung Chia has a fam very famous work, The Song of Enlightenment, which tells what he says after he became enlightened as from studying under Master, the sixth page chart, Master Hui Neng, which we'll uh, 
discuss his uh, sutra uh, after lunch here today as well, mm. part of the Sutton teaching uh, investigation. Uh, so Master Yung Cha came back to his, uh, his uh, village and wrote this work called Song Enlightenments, which documents his insights. He says, I'm enlightened now, so this is what I understand, this is what I see, I'd like you to know. It's very, very famous. The Chinese really revere this work. And we, that's why we go through this, to uh, enhance our, uh, to increase the depth of our understanding. And you see that you can learn a lot from these sages. All right? So now we continue. And don't worry, it's a long work. So uh, uh, instructions about bits and pieces. Don't worry, you, you don't need to, not everything is applicable to you. Mm. Uh, but not now, at least. But as you hear these words, these insights, these tips, one day they'll become useful to you. Could be today, could be tomorrow, could be next lifetime, okay? Uh, so it's a good investment. Uh, that's why we spend a lot of time uh, discussing Chan uh, through these uh, instructional talks. Okay, we are so on slide 59. It's still after four or five months. Uh, we started four or five months ago, and we're still on the, at the, uh, the first few pages of the text itself. So he says, Master Yung Chan, and context-wise, he says, uh, I, um, I will say things right now. I will reveal things to you that maybe are difficult for you to accept or understand. Okay? Because these are insights of people, of an per enlightened person. It's not the usual uh, kind of worldly knowledge, or worldly insight, but actually these are uh, uh, incredibly profound insights. And he says, you can trust me, because if I were to lie to you, I were to intentionally misrepresent the facts to you. I were trying to, to uh, pull your leg. And he says, I invite upon myself uh, the retribution or ripping of the tongues. And this is another insight, by the way. If uh, we, we lie, we tell lies, in particular, a Chan master like himself tells lies. He's for sure uh, at the time of death, uh, he will fall to the hells. What kind of hells? This kind of the particular kind of hells down there that are designed to inflict pain and suffering upon you. Uh, that's uh, commensurate with the kind of kinds of offenses you created. So if you lie, he says here, you he'll fall. He knows he'll fall to the hells where they rip out the tongue. Uh, okay, as for lying, using your tongue to lie, they rip out your tongue. Okay, that's a torture. Okay, uh, and then, and then uh, you die. These hell beings, they die because of the extreme pain 
and suffering they endure, and they couldn't take any more until they die, and they are revived. And then the torture continues again, the rip of the tongue, over and over again, time and time again. And not just that, another hell for people who tell lies would be to hang you by a hook on your tongue. They hook your tongue and hang you up like that. And they rip the tongue out, you know, and it tears up the tongue. Okay, and then, and then you fall down and grab you and put it in a hook. It. You by the tongue again, hang you by the tongue again. And so pretty soon they shred your tongue into pieces. Imagine the kind of pain you'll be experiencing. Okay, so all sorts of torture related to, uh, to well, the people who tell lies. So Master Yung Cha says, you know, uh, not, not just uh, other people, but me too, even though I'm enlightened. And I knew better. I can, I can assure you that me too, if I were to tell lies to you, I would be falling to hell through myself. Okay? For aeon as many as dust and sands. That's how long this, your stay in the hells will be. It's quite a bit longer than the, the, the uh, typical Airbnb or hotel stays. Okay? They're free. You don't have to pay for it. The hells, uh, yeah, these are infinite. Yeah? You will be there as long as it takes for you to undergo the, the torture that you must undergo to pay for your karmic offenses. So typically, uh, this is why in Buddhism, typically we avoid falling to the hells. It's the worst place in the universe. You don't want to go there, trust me. Because you go there, you suffer day and night for aeons as many as dust and sands. Countless aeons. Aeons is like uh, uh, long spans of time, like billions, uh, 16,000 16, millions years, one aeon. Hmm? All right, next, 60. Uh, and then he says, with certain enlightened understanding of the dhyana thus come once, he says, so it's very, you know, he's enlightened. And he's not just enlightened, he's a, he's a, has his level of enlightenment is pretty remarkable. He's a seventh ground level of enlightenment. In Buddhism, even enlightenment, not just your samadhi, but after you, after you become enlightened, your level of enlightenment also has gradations as well. So uh, for Master Yukja, he's the seventh ground, so he's like a, a top third, if you will, of enlightenment level. So it's pretty high. Okay? Uh, not many Chinese monks uh, would be able to reach that level. And basically, he's considered to be the seventh patriarch in Chinese Chan back then. Okay? So, so his level is pretty remarkable. Uh, and he says, with sudden enlightened understanding of the, uh, the 
the Buddha's dhyana. Uh, 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 A certain enlightenment. This refers to the fact that enlightenment is always sudden. Okay, this is why this is why if you understand Chan, you understand how to teach Chan, then you are, uh, you will uh, understand like the advanced teachers uh, will understand how to do uh, certain teaching, how to convey the certain teaching to you. Okay, uh, that's why uh, my teacher Master Xinhua. Uh, he trained uh, my generation, and and his uh, his uh, instructions are more geared towards the up to the level of Master Yongjia, okay, which is incredible already. Ours more a broader range from the Yongjia's level to much higher as well, okay. The certain teaching is that beyond seventh ground. And higher, that's when you begin to understand certain teaching. Below that, they don't get it yet. Even eighth ground, like Xu Yun, he still doesn't get it. Okay, it has to be higher. But regardless, uh, at the level of enlightenment here, enlightenment in, 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 uh, in uh, American Chan is that we're talking first ground bodhisattva, second ground, third ground, so forth. When you become enlightened, it's called sudden enlightenment. Is it clear? Okay? It's not that enlightenment is called sudden enlightenment. So he's basically saying that here in the song enlightenment is that I'm enlightened, which is not because he's trying to sell to you, trying to boast about himself. It's an act of compassion. Because back then, in China, Chan was new. They didn't have a lot of people who accomplished this level of enlightenment. So he says, I'm enlightened. You can trust me. Okay? And so that's why I'm enlightened through the Chan practice of the Tathagatas of the Tuscan ones. So, so this is the fundamental Chan enlightenment to the very sound Buddhist Chan practices. Yes, sir. Seven. Thank you, Master. I really appreciate you explaining that Enlightenment is always sudden. Can you talk a little bit more about why that is and maybe how that happens? Enlightenment is sudden uh, because of its nature. Enlightenment is not gradual at all. Okay. Uh, and and that's all you need to know. Uh, I don't want to go too much in detail. There's some things where we don't tell you. It's something you, you must experience yourself. You experience enlightenment, you see that it's sudden. It's not gradual at all. Okay? And when is your turn to become enlightened? Because you all will become enlightened. No two ways about it. It's a matter of time. 
what we're doing here, if you're not enlightened yet, we're helping you build a foundation for that. You know, so the foundation is very important. Okay? Uh, your house is how foundation cannot last long, cannot build up high. Okay? So, uh, so, mm, so you eventually, when you reach the level of enlightenment, uh, of enlightenment, Mahayana, you see, you begin to understand it's sudden. Okay? Yes, go forth. Uh, I'm Edo for Master. Um, I have a question about the uh, technical term uh, Buddha uh, meditation. Um, per Master Yong Jha's uh, um, Song of Enlightenment. Because um, nowadays when um, the layman terms used in the uh, Buddha meditation, that uh, similarly to Anapasati uh, meditation, which is uh, a lot of branches who um, advocated that uh, breathe in, you steal the mind, and breathe out, you smile, something like that. They called it uh, Buddha meditation. And the way we practice here, um, they call that uh, Patriots uh, meditation because there are two, three branches of uh, meditation now, uh, they, and uh, they call the, um, the, the, the way um, Chinese um, monk and nun practice, uh, they call it uh, Patriots meditation and other term they use uh, more or less um, uh, the uh, Theravada. Uh, meditation, they call it Buddha meditation. Is it the same as the the, the expression uh, Master Yung Jha use it, or or it just coincident uh, the Buddha meditation he used? Good question. Anyone would like to feel the questions? Anyone, anyone has any idea on how to answer the question? This is what you should expect. If you teach Chan meditation, you should expect people to come to ask this kind of question. Because that's what people do. They go from uh, a meditation class in downtown San Jose to another temple somewhere in San Jose, and to our temple, to a Chinese temple, and so forth. And that's welcome. You should go around and learn. It's, you know, okay? So... It's, it's uh, when you go different places, you hear different terms. So it's fair to ask, bring up the questions. Yes, Seven, you have an answer, clearly. Oh, no. Uh, thank, thank you, Master. I was going to ask, um, w- could you repeat the question, but this time in like one sentence? No, I will help you explain. And what he's talking about is correct. When we, what he's talking about is, you know, he's a typical guy who goes around everywhere, okay? Vietnamese temple, Chinese temple, Taiwanese temple, you name it, he goes. Why? Searching for the best technology for meditation available. He goes to Master Srinivas temples, he goes to Theravadan temples, he goes to Vietnamese temples, he goes anywhere. Taiwanese temple, Chung Tai in uh, Sunnyvale, okay, and so forth. Uh, 
So it goes everywhere. So everywhere they talk to you too, and they said, we also are the best in Chan meditation and so forth. So how can you tell the difference? One says, uh, Taravra meditation, they call the Buddha meditation, which is baloney. Uh, <laughs> or, or the Chinese are called the Patriot Meditation. Yeah, that's what the Chinese Chan says. We are Patriot Meditation, which means that we, our meditation is based on the Patriarch's lineages. The Theravada do not have lineages. Hinayana do not have Chan lineages. Okay? Well, at least they died already. They, they don't really, they're not. They cannot survive the test of time. Okay? Whereas the Chinese Chan, Mahayana Chan, they have something called patriarchs, because the patriarchs are the certified enlightened teachers in a Chan world. If over in China you call it back then at Master Xinhua's generation, not my generation anymore, Okay, we don't know what's happening in China and my generation anymore. Mashi generation, my teacher's generation and above, they call, there's something called patriarchs, Chan, where they actually are certified by patriarch, meaning they are enlightened teachers, like Yung Jia is a patriarch, Chan. Okay, so Mashi Yung Jia is teaching Patriarch Chan. Master Xinhua is teaching Patriarch Chan. So what's the difference between Master Patriarch Chan of Master Yongjia versus Master Xinhua? That should be the question. Okay? Even in the Buddha's meditation, as the Theravadans called it themselves, there's a difference still between Temple A versus Temple B, between Thai meditation versus, versus Sri Lankan meditation. There's a clear difference to me. They call it Theravada meditation to say the same thing as called a patri- uh, patriarch meditation. I assure you, Yung Jia's meditation skills are much lower than Master Xinhua's Chan patriarch skills. Why? Because Master Xinhua's level is much higher than Yung Jia. Yung Jia is only seventh ground bodhisattva. Master Xinhua is much higher than that. Yes, seven. Thank you, thank you, Master. So the, the question to answer is, how do you tell who has the best Chan meditation technology? Correct. That's right. Bottom line is, you should not go by names alone. Even if people say, I'm the Buddha's Chan meditation, then the real question is, how far can it take me? Me. I'm not talking about anyone else. You should ask for yourself. How far can I go with this? You, you go and pay for your tuition and fees at university. You want to go, can I go for a master's degree? Can you teach PhD? Okay? Because you know some schools that teach PhD, usually they build a foundation from, from, from freshman, freshman's level. Right? They prepare their own students. So the better universities, they help their students build a much better foundation at the bachelor's level. And then you go to master's degree level and so forth. Okay? The foundation is built gradually like that. So that's why I prefer okay, to go to university if I were to send my children that will have a, help them build a much stronger foundation. 
so that they can go much further. Okay? So, so that's why that's why in order to build a skyscraper, you need to have the tech care, you need to have the technology to build the foundation so that it can go as high as possible. Yes? Same thing with meditation. They call it Buddha meditation. Then in my mind, I look at them. I look at the Thai monks. I look at the Sri Lankan monks. I look at the, the Cambodian monks. I look at the, I don't know, you name it. I say, I don't look at the names. I look at the teacher. I look at the lineage of teachers. How far they get. Okay? So, Buddha's meditation, as they like to call it in San Jose, okay, to me, it belongs to Hinayana meditation. So, in theory, okay, in principle, they reach force stage ahat, which to us is very low. So does it matter you call it Buddha's meditation? You call it uh, Peter's meditation. You call it Harvard meditation. You call it UCLA meditation. What difference does it make? All that matters to you is how far you get. Yes? What you can get out of it. And all I'm telling you is that whatever they call there, that Chan uh, Fang that, uh, went to those places, he will get to four-stage Ahat. That's all. That's very low for us. Okay? Okay, let's move to the patriarch meditation. Again, I gave you the answer already. You learn from this Yung Jia here. It has, it's very elegant. It is very nice to read and learn. It's kind of cool. Give you insights that normally the normal meditation teachers would not be able to give you. So it's good. It's time well spent. However, with the same instruction, with the same insights here, Master Xuanhua's explanation of this will bring you to a much higher level than Yung Jia's. And following and then only following Yung Jia's uh, uh, song enlightenment. That's why we study this. We study Master Yung Jia's insights, and then on top of it, look at Master Xuanhua's commentary. And then on top of it, we add the commentary that is more suitable for our American environment, for our times. So patriarch meditation, same principle. How far can you go? You go with the Chinese style here, who revere Master Yung Jia and stick to Master Yung Jia's interpretation only, seventh ground bodhisattva. If you go with Master Xuanhua's explanation, based on the uh, stuff here, you go a little bit higher. Because his disciples did. Okay? So, I don't go by names. You can call yourself, you know, what did we call it? Malcolm's meditation or something? Malcolm's uh, lineage? I don't care. Okay? I don't, call, I don't care as Harvard, UCLA. I only look at, look at that what, is, what are the students' levels? Can they transmit that knowledge, transfer that knowledge to the next generation? Okay? How many PhDs can, have they produced? How many Nobel laureates have they produced? 
Hmm? Is that rule gauge, right? Right? By our, our before we send our students, our, our children to, to schools, we look at the universities. They said, if I go into uh, get a degree in physics, how many physics laureates do they have in that school? And when UCLA, and I wanted to go into finance, so I went to U Chicago, where we have uh, what's his name? I forgot his name now. He's the Nobel laureate in University of Chicago, you know, Mueller or something. And you know, Chicago is very cold. So you know what he does? He used to be paid, like I'm told, $200,000. This is a long, long time ago. I'm sure it's a million bucks nowadays <laughs> per year as a professor. And you know, it's funny thing he says, I'm told that he loves to play tennis. So they have, a, they have an indoor tennis court that he has reserved for him. And he goes in and plays tennis just for him, okay? And lots of benefits. Anyway, uh, it's gossiping. Uh, so you see, uh, you, want, you want results for next generation, that's what you look at. What's in a name? It doesn't matter. Yes, seven, Malcolm, uh, I'd like you to know Malcolm of the Malcolm uh, Chan lineage. Master, what's, I forgot what's the highest level. Is it eighth ground bodhisattva? And then after that, do you become a, Buddha, become a Buddha? Or? No, ninth. Ninth ground bodhisattva? And after that, a tenth? That's what I look at. I look at Master Shane Hwas, disciple, and said, he's a great patriarch. So he's patriarch Chan, okay? You go to Master Shane I learn from Master Shane patriarch Chan, no two ways about it, because he's a Chan patriarch. My generation is lost. Okay? We're starting anew. We're starting anew in the U.S. We're still sorting it out. So you can't really count on American patriarch meditation yet, in my humble opinion. It's a mess right now in America. Okay? Uh, yes, seven. Thank you, Master. I think... Uh... I think the college metaphor is, is spot on for answering the, the question, how do you know what the best Chan technology is? And I think also like the American uh, university system, it's a mess. Uh, so in my humble experience, uh, I would treat it like you're evaluating a college or a university. First, it's really important to go and visit, look around, feel the Buddha hall, see the Sangha, see the the Dharma master, in person, if you're going to be committing to this. And then see if you can get along with the people there. Hmm? But most importantly, see how you feel after you try it there, in person. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, good point. Absolutely. That's what uh, is wiser for you to find out for yourself instead of just relying on someone else alone. Okay, mm. and mm, I strongly urge you to go to places like Master Shinhua's uh, teachings, and that's sound teaching, that is sound patriarch teaching. Okay, so don't worry so much about the place alone yet, but you know, like Master Shinhua is dead already, so if you want patriarch Chan right now, okay, he's the last known Chan patriarch that you could learn from. Study his teaching. That's what we're doing right now. 
the sound teaching. The current American patriarch, to me, is disappointing. So that's why I don't recommend him. I'm as blunt as you can get. I don't beat around the bush. You don't waste my time. I, don't, I won't waste yours. Okay? Uh, so, last, you know, so as that's why right now the American patriarchs, to me, is a disappointment. I'm very disappointed, to be honest with you. Uh, so I revere and look up to Master Shenhua as the last known great teacher. So go back to his giant teachings. Ignore the, uh, the, uh, the first American patriarch teaching. That's what I would tell you. Okay? Don't waste your time. Now, uh, here, uh, Master Shenhua. This, uh, this, uh, this Chinese commentary is Master Shenhua, and we keep it for you, for your reference, and also for you to see how sound the teaching is. He says, this is the insight that he gave us. He says, when we talk about enlightenment, okay, uh, he's very clear. This is very important. Hmm. that the current American patriarch cannot explain it this way. That's why I'm disappointed. That's why I have to go back to him. Master Shiwan says, when we talk about enlightenment in Buddhism, in Chan, there are two different aspects of enlightenment. The sudden enlightenment is enlightened to the principles. But enlightenment to the principles like a theory it's just the beginning. After you reach a level called certain enlightenment, then you have to work on understanding how to use that level of wisdom to apply in your daily life. So enlightenment is, first of all, you say, Ah, I'm enlightened. Ah, I can see things differently now. That's called certain enlightenment or to the principles of enlightenment. Okay? But after you're there, then you continue to cross your legs every day. When you do that, then you understand how to apply your wisdom every day. Okay? And that's called enlightening, enlight, become enlightened to the specifics. You enlighten first to the principles, and next you continue to cultivate and meditate, you don't stop, okay? And that's when you enlighten to, become enlightened to the specifics, meaning that now I have wisdom, how do I solve my problem? How do I solve my cancer? How do I solve my mental illness? How do I help people solve mental illnesses? How do I help people heal? from your cancer. That's enlightenment to specifics, specific circumstances, specific individuals, not just a theory alone. That's us. That Mahasachinoa's insight that the current patriarch cannot have, does not have. Okay? Hmm. That's why 
if you have such a case, why bother learning from the current patriarch now? I would advise you go back to Master Shenua and learn from Master Shenua. Is that clear? Hmm. Next. Uh, and then he explained about the Tathagata Chan, okay? Uh, um, and Master Shenhua here uh, explained Tathagata Chan is, uh, is, he explained the principles of Chan. Why is it called Chan? Okay, and he explained that this is a fundamental explanation of Chan or the meaning of Chan or practice of Chan in Chinese, to the Chinese. Very sound. It's worth revisiting what it means, what they're teaching. You want to learn or you want you know, to skip this? You can skip it too. But you learn it, then you can compare it against the other Chinese teachers. You will not, you will not find anything more sound than the Chan teaching principles here that Master Shenhua brought up. Hmm? It's consistent with all the other Chinese patriarchs, Chan, in, uh, interpretations. Okay? So let me remind you what he's saying. All right? He's saying that it's Chan because it means Jing Lu. Okay? And he explained Jing Lu uh, in Chinese. Uh, he says, you have your head have a lot of thoughts. When you sit, then the thoughts will become fewer and fewer and fewer. Okay? To the point where it will, you will have no more thoughts. That's why it's called Jing Lu, meaning Jing is to purify your thoughts. That's why Chan is called Jing Lu in Chinese, meaning that you purify your thoughts. What is the ultimate state of purified thoughts? Zero thoughts. Got that? This is Chan. You no longer you are at the point where you can stop your thoughts at will, which means that you are enlightened. Until you become enlightened, you don't have the skills to stop your thoughts. You don't have the ability to stop your thoughts. So Chan here, Chan practice, all Chan practices, Okay, whether it's our lineage called Wei Yang lineage or another lineage called Linji lineage or whatever you want a lineage, whatever it is, okay, in Chinese Chan, it all has, or Indian Chan, all points to this practice of reducing the number of thoughts in your head to zero. It's a skill. It's not talk. Until you're able to do that, that's when you have some Chan, real Chan skills. For example, the woman in the back there, 
Okay, the one in uh, purple jacket. Okay. Mm. Uh, her levels is not quite there yet. She's a second stage ahat level, meaning that her thoughts are a lot lower than you newcomers, okay? <laughs> who are still, oh, my legs are hurting, my legs are hurting, okay? Her legs are hurting, she says, yes, my legs are hurting, but she won't be whining as much as you are, <laughs> okay? Uh, all right, so she can, she can take the pain more than Malcolm uh, Chan. <laughs> Okay, that's the bottom line. Okay, she will, will not be complaining so much. But she's not at the level where she can stop her thoughts yet. For example, what is meaning stopping your thoughts? Meaning that when you're in pain, when your legs are in pain like that, what does it mean? Why is it important for you to be able to, be able to stop your thoughts? Because thought Pain is just a thought itself, yes? How do you know that you're in pain? Because the thought goes up, the, goes from, the thought goes from your legs up to your brain. This is, oh, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. It hurts right there, it hurts right here, it hurts right here, yes? Pain is just a thought, that's all. And why is it important for you to develop the ability to say, hey, cut it out? and you stop the pain immediately. Wouldn't that be cool? Hmm? That the legs are hurting, which will happen to all of us, okay, for different reasons. Uh, but you're in control, you said. Pain, stop, and it stops. It's your choice. You can say, stop it, or you can say, I will endure it. Until you reach a level, you have no choice but endure the pain. Okay, next, another meaning the Master Xinhua explained. And uh, it's a very typical Chan explanation is Si Wei Xiu, meaning that the cultivation of thoughts. Okay? Mm. And this is where I feel Master Xinhua Chan explanation sometimes falls short. It's too verbose. Okay? And it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, Good for lower levels, but it's not good enough for higher levels okay, of uh, Chan skills. High level than Yung Jia. Okay? So, Xiu Wei Xiu is basically, let me explain to you that if you ask me instead of following the Chinese style, I will tell you this okay? uh, the facts of life, if you will. Okay? Yes? You want have something to say, young man? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Endure. Yeah. Stop complaining, whining like a girl. 
Ja? Hey, hey, Baby. Okay. What is Chan practice? The Chinese can talk whatever they want to talk. Okay. The bottom line is when you practice Chan, okay, you have to endure thoughts. Thoughts will arise. And you endure them all. Okay. You put up a fight and you pay attention to the one thought that, that's unbuckled, that's stopped. You don't listen to it. If you do that, that's called Jing Lu and Si Wei Xiu. Okay? You endure those thoughts. And it doesn't matter, you continue to sit. Okay? And you sit longer you sit, the fewer thoughts you have. Eventually, you only have to pay attention to one thought that's unbuckled, that's stopped, and endure a little bit longer. And that's how you do Jing Lu. You reduce your thinking. You do a little bit longer, you have fewer thoughts. You have fewer thoughts and fewer thoughts, naturally. Okay? What about Si Wei Xiu? Si Wei Xiu is a little bit more advanced in that. Si Wei Xiu here, the second meaning that's in pink here, means that actually there's a technique where, uh, where you, 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 you focus on one thought, like a Hua Tou, like a Buddha's name, Okay, you say, I'm beautiful, in Chinese, or I'm in Vietnamese, or I'm in Korean. What happened to the Koreans? Oh, never mind. Okay, uh, and, and you focus on that one thought right there, Siu Wei Xiu, is that one thought. You cultivate only one thought. It's called single mindedness. So Su Wei Xiu here, I would explain as single-mindedness. You only think of one thought and you drop everything else, including the thought of quitting, the thought of unbuckling your legs. The thought says, this is too much, I can't take it anymore. You ignore that. It's called Su Wei Xiu. You only says, you concentrate on Om, or you concentrate on the mantra, you concentrate on the Hua Tou, you concentrate on the Buddha's name, okay, and you ignore everything else. You cultivate single-mindedness, one thought only, you drop everything else. You see, it, the Chan practice from different angles. The first part is that Qing Lu, meaning you take the thought, doesn't matter, you, you sit there and you endure it, okay? You drop all the thoughts. That's that's the first part. That's sound, fundamentals. Second part, Siu Wei Xiu, is that instead of sitting there and really just don't do anything, you sit there on the Siu Wei Xiu and you focus on one thought and you drop everything else. You practice single-mindedness, whereas over here, you practice enduring. Yes? Uh, is it the same as uh, contemplation? Yeah, and the Siu Wei Xiu is contemplating one thought. Okay, contemplation is maintain, maintaining one thought in your mind only and drop everything else. So you focus on one thought here versus you, you let it naturally settle to zero. 
whether it's breathing techniques or whatever, okay, you, you go down to zero. Do I answer your question in San Jose? Okay, very good. Okay, time is up. See what else? Okay, send then. Uh, next time we continue from 65. Thank you all for coming. Let's go to lunch.